0: From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, that's us. and all across America and the, the world. world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host Braden Gunn. That's me, Jonathan Swindle. That's not me, and Bill George. Yeah, that's he's definitely kill- not me. Yeah, he's
1: not killing gamers. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors, hour number three. Here we go. It's uh. The 9 uh, 11 anniversary show. We're trying to uh, keep it as light as we can in here without forgetting why this day happened and what's going on in the world in about uh, two oh, seconds.
2: 903 was when uh, United Flight 175 struck the South Tower. So we are now at the second impact.
1: Yep, right about now. Dude, that uh, went by fast. I just can't. Second impact was 30. Twenty seconds ago,
2: and then uh, and then come the next uh, the next event that comes up is again at nine thirty seven a.m. That's when Pentagon. American American Flight seventy seven strikes the, the Pentagon. Yeah, that's and crazy. then nine nine fifty nine a.m. South Tower collapses. Ten o three is when, uh, of course, United Flight ninety three goes down near uh, you know Shanksville. That's so crazy, man. Right, and I'm starting to
3: think you got you invited him for a reason. Just on today, like uh, this seems to be plotted. Tom out. is <laughs> a wealth of
1: information, and
2: then then 10:28, the the North Tower collapses.
1: That's why he's in the Bill George chair. He's over there in the smart smart section of the room. That's wow. we keep him over there. You in the... you,
2: you know me. I uh, if I whatever organization board or, or endeavor, if I'm the smartest person in the room, I don't want to be a part of it because yeah. <laughs> then, <laughs> then we are all in trouble.
1: He's in the A B classes. Uh, me and Vince <laughs> are over in rem- uh, remedial over here, so we're, <laughs> we're all good. So uh, yeah. Well, you know what, Tom. Speaking of you, um, I know you. We talked about it on the first hour that you went out to eat Colorado. And went out with your daughter and did some fishing. I I was going to ask you on social media, but then when uh, Jonathan told me you were going to come in, I thought I'd ask you here. But what is it that you were catching when you were out there in Colorado? What fish are you catching?
2: uh, My my, uh, youngest daughter is a senior this year at Colorado State University. And she lives in uh, Fort Collins. And uh, one of the neat things about Fort Collins is the Poudre River runs pretty much right through the center of town. So uh, within just a very few minutes, you can be on world-class trout waters. And I don't claim to be a great fly fisherman. My daughter, you know. Always catches two to three times the number of fish I do when when I go out there, but you're uh you're catching uh, mostly uh, native browns and uh, some uh some stocked rainbows. can you keep those uh There are sections of the river that you can keep fish from uh, this this summer unfortunately they uh, they had some wildfire issues that created uh, some areas where they were getting mudslides when they would get their rains mm-hmm. and uh, of course, a lot of particulate in the water are very rough on mountain trout. And so uh they you know they were smart you know they're Department of Conservation was was very proactive about shutting down sections of the river. The other thing that you know that we don't think about when it comes to these you know fishing in 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 uh, in trout streams is that if the water temperature gets too high, there's less dissolved oxygen in the water and it stresses the fish when you catch them. So yeah, I mean, that happens in so, salt yeah, water so, too. So, so, so yeah. you know uh, they actually recommend that you know if the water temperature gets above around 65, 66 degrees, that you uh, you don't you don't fish because uh, you end up killing uh, a lot of the fish that you would end Put up. Too much stress on them yep exactly
1: you know I, I i remember uh cody was telling me about that when i went and tried to go swim in the uh north platte river out in wyoming and i made it up to my knees and was like yeah i'm done yeah
2: that mountain that mountain <laughs> runoff um, uh, is uh refreshing to say the least it was around uh
1: <laughs> 50 below zero at least that's what i thought and um he said i said man my god that water's freezing cold i says always like that he goes yeah he says when it gets too hot, mm-hmm. it uh, the fish stop biting and you don't want to fish for them. But what they do do is in the shallow areas is they add more. They put like these, um, uh, they rearrange the rocks in the bottom so that it produces more turbulence, turbulence yep. and bubbles in the water. So it helps to oxygenate the water. I was like. Crap! I would have never thought of that, man. Yeah, so, well, it was really cool. Actually. I know, it, I, you know, you, it, it, uh, the natives used to do that. You know, we uh,
2: we we uh, would, we left Fort Collins and uh, and drove up into the into the Rocky Mountains, and uh, we had to con- you know. Drive higher in, in elevation to get above the fire burned area where the runoff was creating the particulate issue, and when we got up you know into the higher really high elevation that's where the, you saw the moose the, the, the yep the water cleared up, and of course you know the moose and the elk are still up high uh, they you know when the temperature drops and the snow starts, then they start migrating down into lower altitudes and we just happened to be up there where uh, we happened to come across a moose, which was pretty cool
1: that right there is uh if you've never been out that way, you really should go. I mean, uh, whether it be a hunt or not, uh, just to see it, uh, do something stupid like I did, go rent a car and just go, you know what, I found uh, an entrance to the mountains and I got well, a cell phone and a GPS, so uh, I'm going to well, go see what you're, I can not, find.
2: you're not alone there with, uh, you know, COVID and everything going, going on, you know, the the people wanting to get outdoors and participate in fishing and other things or just go to our national parks has has exploded. Uh, when we went to, up to above Estes to go to the Rocky Mountain National Park, you had to go online the night before and get an an entry time. Uh, and and when you pulled up to the gate, you had to show them your separate, your yeah. email uh, for your entry time because there's so many people flooding into the national parks that they they're trying to maintain the the quality of the experience for everybody and not just you know. Have a free for all uh, coming in Colorado.
4: I've been to Red Rocks. Colorado's beautiful. Yeah, wow. I'd, I'd I, love to go back. I walked
1: downhill to Red Rocks and it damn near killed me. So yeah, yeah I died. <laughs> yeah, I had to stop. And that was going downhill. I had to stop twice going downhill to, to Red Rocks. Man, it was. just, We were out there at night, so it was even cooler, and there's even less oxygen for some reason. And uh,
2: they put the oxygen away. At I about I guess 9 as PM. soon
1: as the sun goes down, the, the, the plants stop making it or something. I don't know. It's like. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. Oh, this is where <laughs> you two played. Okay, let's get back to the car. You know, it was, uh, dries your throat out and everything exactly. else. Well, you know, speaking of the wildfires and everything else out west, uh, you got drought situations and everything else. And then, uh, we talked about it last week that it's also presenting, uh, a lot of opportunities for bear encounters and wild, uh, predator encounters out there because they're out looking for critters to eat before wintertime, okay? We 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 down here in Florida, we forget that there is a winter, and it is a coming, and uh, the animals know that, and um, sure as the world. We mentioned it last week that you're not allowed to kill grizzly bears, so unless it is a life or death situation, I mean, it literally has to be a life or death situation.
4: If it's a life or death situation, uh, you're pretty much screwed anyways.
1: Well, you and I are walking. You bears, you know, eating your face off, and I go up oh, there yeah. and put uh, four four fifty four casula rounds in it. You know, it, then <laughs> well, all...
2: I. I believe in the buddy system, and if all three exactly. of us, all three of us were walking in the woods and a grizzly charged, I do believe that I could at least outrun in one of you, <laughs> for at least a hundred yards. <laughs> I'll be in second place, Brayton. You're last man out. <laughs>
1: I'm the one with a gun, so I don't care.
4: <laughs> so I'm, I'm uh, running behind Brayton. So. Uh, <laughs>
1: But anyway, this past week, a grizzly bear with two cubs uh, mauled a hunter up in Alaska. Uh, Jason Long, 39 years old, up in Eagle River, was hunting alone in the Wrangell-St. Uh, uh, Elias, Elias uh, National Park. He was mauled by the mother grizzly with two cubs. Smart, because out in Alaska, if you don't have one of these, you're a dead man anyway. Um, he has an in you know a lot of guys that get out in that back country they got those in reach, which is basically um an eperb e perb you you push a button and it goes literally to like the air national guard. I mean everybody knows oh, wow. that you're out there and you oh, actually that's... need it so he pushed the button after the bear was worked on him for a while. he hit the button Air National Guard came out helicopter arrived, two pair of rescues deployed he had some really bad wounds on his legs. Uh, transported um, to a number of locations, making his way back to the Alaska Medical Center, Uh, said to be be in stable condition. Now, here's the difference between an alligator attack in Florida and a grizzly bear with two cubs in Alaska. Alligator eats Fluffy or attacks uh, Mrs. Johnson, who's out walking her dog, what do they do?
4: They do what they got to do. They go hunt hunt that
1: alligator down, and they go and they kill it and remove it. In Alaska, they go... Well, it was a mom with two cubs, so it's your fault. We're not going to go kill her. <laughs> you know, well, it's one of those things where it's like, you know what the rules are, you know what well, the dangers are, and you went out there anyway. They shouldn't
2: go kill the, the
4: bear. I mean, that's bear what the bear, with
2: bear was just doing what bears do.
4: And a mama bear with two cubs. Yeah. What happens if somebody comes into my house that's not supposed to be there? We're going to shoot them. Well, you are a mama bear.
0: Something.
2: <laughs> well, you, <laughs> you guys, you guys heard the the, re, the reports out of uh, New Orleans when you know Ida Ida hit. There was a gentleman who was uh, attacked in the floodwaters in his front yard. Yeah, they still have his, found his, him. His uh, his wife managed to get him, pull him up onto the steps, went inside to to go call you know for help, came back out. And her he husband gone. wasn't there. He gone. He gone. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, they you know, are, they haven't found him yet. People man. people forget that you know when you step out you know into the wild you know you become part of the food chain. You're in their
4: house.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know this guy probably trying to be the nice Alaskan that he was. You know he was out there hunting, so obviously he had a weapon with him, and probably one big enough to kill a grizzly bear. Because most guys that go tromp around the back country of Alaska. Uh, I don't think I think the smallest they're gonna walk around with is like a 357 or 375 H and H or yeah. something, but uh, 338 Lapua or somewhere like that. But
2: bigger is better.
1: Yeah, well, for out there, that's all big <laughs> stuff out there. So, um, but now you got a hunt that's gonna be coming up, and you're gonna be starting what your big turkey. Uh, oh, that's uh, th-
2: this spring. Uh, my uh, one of my best friends from college and I have finally decided that we are going to. Uh, try to get the slam we're going to do you know start off here in Florida and 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 shoot our uh, Osceola south of uh, state road 70 then we're going to go up to South Carolina shoot and shoot our eastern uh out to New Mexico hit our Merriam down to Texas and hit our Rio uh you know we're not going to go to Mexico and 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 hunt the the crazy turkey down there because frankly I don't want to get kidnapped by the cartel so but, <laughs>
1: and you know what that does happen man I mean I'm sure it's crazy does. it's crazy talk but so you're not going to be going out there where uh, you might run a, I mean, New Mexico, you got black bears yeah, bl- out there. Yeah, uh, New, yeah, New
2: Mexico has has black, but we're gonna we're not going to be really anywhere that uh, we have to worry about. You know, brown bear, black bears. You know, you, you have to be aware of them. But you know, the, I you know, they're, uh I feel pretty confident that to what I'm what I'm packing, uh, I can take care of a black. Are you
1: going to? I gotta. I'll have to ask Bill, but I know during elk season out there at Chama, he would always encourage you to buy a bear tag when he landed. Well- does, I always uh, I always in the spring m- do they not do you, they don't you, hunt them in the spring, uh, do they? You know, I know.
2: I n- I've never been. I've, this is the first time I've been to New Mexico to, to actually hunt in the spring. But when I, I've hunted with Bill on on his and uh, his property, and the the one time that I didn't buy a bear tag, he said, "We're going to be hunting the uh, the Triangle Ranch, and there's there's no bears, and so don't worry about buying a bear tag." Sure enough, and bro. sure enough, I had a, a big boar at twenty yards, you <laughs> know, looking like an archery target, and yep. there I am with no tag. And you
1: have to buy it. <laughs> Thanks, today, you, you have to buy it the day you land because you can't use yeah, you it, the it you have to buy 24 24 yeah.
2: hours before you hunt yeah so,
1: <laughs> so, um, so many rules well um, i know i mean we take it for granted around here i mean seriously in the southern states yeah. where you could walk into a you know a wally world and go yeah i need to get a deer permit and a couple of doe tags and they're like oh there you mm-hmm. go you well, know, and you and you walk out and you're ready to go. I but,
3: thought he was going to say he's going to walk into Walmart and like shoot somebody
4: there. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> he's like, "Dumb." Uh, eh. But you know, in, in, they don't have a pet I, section I, in it, there. But anymore.
2: in New Mexico, you can also they can also tell you how many deer and how many uh, exactly. Elk they
1: have. <laughs> yeah, they can. Uh, you know, and speaking of that, uh, our good buddy uh, Megan Bales. You know her. You know Megan. Oh yeah. Uh, she's up in Alberta. I've tried to get her to call for two weeks now, and. She's up there goose hunting, doing a bunch of waterfowl hunts and stuff like that, and uh, she wanted to text me, and she said that they have a lot of cancellations due to the uh, the vaccine. Uh, you know, COVID people that don't either have it or, you know, whatever their rules are to get into Canada, I don't even know. Uh, I'm sure you have to show within 72 hours of a test kind of thing, you know, just like if you're going to go to Hawaii or any of that stuff, but... Uh, she said they had a, a bunch of people cancel, and then they had another group this past week cancel. She said, so if you know anybody that's vaccinated that might be interested in a waterfowl hunt, it's the deal of the century. Just let me know. She said, usually it's around 2800 bucks for the trip, but they're willing to drop the price down to uh, 1800 per person as a special due to the cancellation. And they can book anywhere from two to eight people. Miss you. I hope you're doing great. And that's what she said. I said, Well please call the show Saturday and talk about us. I said, What is Alberta? Like three hours different from <laughs> she's us? She's sleeping, bro. <laughs> well, when you're duck hunting, you know, you're out oh, yeah, there at the uh, crack of dawn. I know, mean, it's you're, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, three up. or four setting up and uh, you know, so is I'm sure like when we go fishing, man. Sure about now she's probably <laughs> Yeah. Well, let's see, what is it there? Uh, uh nine, eight, seven, six. So it's about six ish there. So they're probably just wrapping up. She just
4: put a full day in.
1: Yeah, they're probably done. But uh, she said, "Well, I'll, we're two hours ahead. I'll try to give you a call, but we're hunting on Saturday morning, so I may not be able to get the call." So anyway, but so if you well, want to, if you want to get a duck, that sounds
2: hunt, like an awesome hunt.
1: If you want to get a duck hunt up in our waterfowl hunt up there in Alberta, and you're vaccinated? Uh, call the show; I'll give you your information. That girl can to hunt too. Yeah, she lives for it, man. She really does. That's why she ain't got no damn boyfriend. Right. She don't need one, don't know, she She's busy. too busy. She doesn't, she
2: doesn't want a boyfriend because he'll try to steal all her hunting exactly.
4: spots. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> can, can I go with you? It's like, where are well, you hunting today? That's all, like your, all of a
1: sudden, it's like she's a boat owner.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's like your that's like your fishing spot.
1: <laughs> yeah, your fishing spot. Uh, nope. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yo, let me get those numbers. I'm dating this chick. She's a waterfowl, deer hunting guide, turkey guide, all that stuff. And everybody's like, dude, you must get some great hunts. No, she don't take me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're gonna take a fast break, you guys. We're brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Stay there, we'll be right here. that sucker, man, before it to even. Hi, sorry, we're back. Yes, we are. Welcome back to the Big and Wild Outdoors. <laughs> Uh, Braden Gun, Vince Noble filling in uh, for Jonathan, who's out messing around up in Bluntstown, and uh, Tom Freed uh, came in to hang out with us. Uh, Bill George is out killing alligators. Uh, last we spoke to him, he had one in the boat, and they were pursuing another. And Slick has nothing better to do on a Saturday but come hang out with us with his poop shirt on. You're
3: just mad. I kind of like this one. shirt. I, I actually, that? I want that I shirt. I think he got.
1: I think he stole it from some carny at the fair. That's that's all I'm saying.
3: I have a massive T-shirt collection. I oh, have. Like you work like, in radio, bro. It's not even radio T-shirts. I have less radio T-shirts than I have any just in general T-shirts. My girlfriend hates it.
1: I uh, I literally think I have maybe five T-shirts that I purchased in my life. This one that I'm wearing right now. This is a radio gig one too. <laughs> your I'm, boy. Oh, I, I know your boy. Twisted limbs, man. Travis. Yeah, I think I've
3: got like this one. five collared shirts in my entire, and that's not to include my uniforms and stuff like that. I've only got like five collared shirts.
1: I got collared shirts. Uh, you have one. I, yeah. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think half when of them. I... I think half of them have the Buccaneer logo Put on the away. front. Does and... your
2: collared shirt have sleeves? Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: they do. Because well... you got to remember, in the first years that I was working with the Bucks, everybody had to wear uh, a suit and tie and everything else on board the plane. That was when the Culver Culverhouses. Uh, owned it and Mm. mrs c used to sit at that front (laughs) entrance as soon as you turned and turned on the corner she's right there and of course the first year i ever did the buccaneers uh, i remember jeff ryan the executive producer of buccaneer radio network and and rick odioso whose name i'm sure you've heard on monday night football a million million times he was the stat guy as well and uh they both go look mrs culverhouse is right there in the first seat so whatever you do just make the corner Try to get past her as quickly as you can. Don't make eye contact. Don't say anything. Just keep going. And I was like, okay.
4: You were wearing shorts, t-shirts, and the flip flops. No, no, no. I was. No. A, I had to
1: get a suit. I didn't own a suit. Tom Rivers gave me a suit uh, and a tie and, um, <clears throat> and all this other stuff. So you I can like, get on the plane. Know, like, I uh, was going to say
2: Chris you, Farley and Tommy. Yes, Boy, exactly. Did you, did you <laughs> look like uh, some yeah kid wearing his dad's clothes?
1: Coat. Yeah, I did. <laughs> And of course, as soon as I turn the corner on the plane, she she's looking at a piece of paper or something, and and she looks and looks me directly in the eye, and I look around and I go, "How you doing, Mrs. C?" And she goes, she had this look on her face like, "Who in the hell are you?" And like, watch me walk by. Harold,
3: they let the homeless people on the plane again. <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: and we made it about halfway through the first <laughs> class section, and, and Jeff Ryan goes. Well, it was nice working with you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I was like, really? You think they're going to get to goes, I don't know. We'll see. And I didn't. I mean, I stayed for another 16 years, so obviously. But Mr. Steve, of course, was like,
2: hey, boys, how y'all doing? Get on board. Let's
1: get out of here. I want to get to Chicago. i got things to do.
3: She was you know, probably like make a wish is doing great
2: things. <laughs> <laughs> she was she that, was uh he she that just that, called that you special. <laughs> that 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 that, that, she towards, was a scary that poor woman. challenged man, we'll just give him a ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: No, she was a scary she was a she was a 950 scary kind of guy. So uh anyway. Uh welcome back everybody to Big and Wild Outdoors. I wish uh Well, maybe, I don't know, maybe Bill George will call in. I know earlier you were talking about your elk and and all that kind of good stuff and uh, your big hunt out there in New Mexico. This story, uh, it happened a year ago, but you know how it is when it comes to uh, world records and stuff. you got to go through, you know, you got your green score, then it has to, you know, age and harden up for a certain amount of time before everybody, you know, before it's official. When you think of elk, when I think of elk, I think of like, Colorado or Idaho or, you know...
4: I think uh, of a big freaking animal.
1: Well, I mean, where you go to elk hunt. I mean, like, you can attest to this. You've gone out to New Mexico. You've gone Mm -hmm. to those places. Jonathan, you know, goes out to New Mexico and and goes out there for elk and all that. When you think of big country elk, you know, I always think first and foremost of, uh, like, Colorado because I always think of uh, Jeremiah Johnson, you know the movie yep. and Montana, he's, he's, uh, Montana areas and all the mountains,
2: Rocky Mountains, and yeah. But you know, nowadays with the Rocky, the National Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, you know they're working a bunch of restoration projects. Tennessee, Kentucky, uh, are, and some other places are really developing some some really nice herds and some really nice animals.
1: Steve sent me a picture of this elk that was standing in his uh, sister-in-law's yard. And it looked like something literally off the top of a mountain in Colorado. (laughs) And this is in Tennessee. I mean, this thing was a monster. But the reason I bring that up because I I just don't, as you just pointed out, I don't, when I think of elk country, I don't think of Pennsylvania.
2: Oh, yeah. And
1: Pennsylvania has now become the kind of hidden jewel uh, for when it comes to elk hunting. I know they got big deer. I didn't realize they had elk. They got a ton of deer. And, uh, well, Elk used to roam all those areas. They were actually a woodland creature that lived in the woods. You know, you picture them always on the plains or... On well, the side of a bald mountain or something, well, but that's not of, true. Think of
2: the so the some of the Ro, you know the Roosevelt and some of the the other species of elk and subspecies that are out in down California, out, that are out in California, Oregon, Washington State. Yeah. you know they they used to span the entire country, and of exactly. course they they were here in Florida. They, yep, mm-hmm. but uh, now you know now they're being reintroduced. Uh, Missouri this year is their second. Uh, they just uh, their restoration project got to the point where this will be their second uh, elk hunt. In modern times. Yeah, they year. started,
1: they actually went fairly quickly on elk because yeah. it only started like, what, five, seven years ago? Yeah, their, I think herd, it was? their
2: herd's done real well. But their, theirs is more of a controlled situation, and the animals were released on uh, something called Peck's Ranch, which is a conservation area which is kind of high-fenced, you know, more or less. Uh, it, so they're not allowing the herd to naturally expand across the entire state due to pressure from farmers and ranchers.
1: And then boys that like to ride the roads, if you know what I'm saying.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, not to say that my 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 fellow sportsman from Missouri might uh, you know take I, advantage.
1: I, I i I had one laying in a field, and a guy stopped the truck. Literally, I had a doe, and I was leaving her there. It was nice and cold. I just left her there, and this guy was coming over the fence, and I stood up and I was like, "Hey," and he's like, "Oh, hey," and I said, "Can I help you?" He goes, "Oh, your deer is over here." I went, "Yeah, I know where it is. Thank you." He's like, are you going to keep it? I was like, yeah, I'm keeping it. He's, <laughs> like, he's <laughs> like, okay, well, I was just checking. Take it easy. And I was like, I was going to go over there and drag that some bitch right over there and throw it in the back of the truck. You know he was. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I don't think about Pennsylvania, but I remember that Glenn, uh, when they do the raffle for the non-resident thing, he put in for it. I think he put in for it for a couple of years, as a matter of he fact. He finally got it. And, no, uh, but I brought this up because if he's listening, this is really going to make him crash his truck into a tree. Um, Dwayne Kramer of Bellingham, Washington, flew all the way from Washington to Pennsylvania. Okay. He, bought a, he bought a lot of raffle tickets for the chance to hunt a giant elk in Pennsylvania. Well, he actually won the Keystone Elk Country Alliance drawing in 2021. 2020. He got a massive, non-typical Pennsylvania elk entry score of four hundred and fifty-five.
2: Now that's an elk.
1: Four hundred in Pennsylvania.
4: That's a
2: big boy. That's, and yeah. Cool.
1: He, and and so it was taken last October, but it'll officially be scored by Boone and Crockett and a panel of judges. At the uh, Big Game Awards, which is scheduled for July a, in Springfield, Missouri.
2: It'll be interesting to see what that uh, what the, the, the official score is after it dries. Yeah,
1: that'll be something. But if the score holds up, it is confirmed by Boone and Crockett that his bull will be the biggest ever recorded in Pennsylvania and the sixth largest of all time.
2: That's awesome.
4: All right, I'm going to ask the stupid guy a question because I know there's somebody out there listening who's going to ask the same question. What do you mean dry out? That thing's got to dry out? like The, the bone. Yeah, okay. The bone the, and everything? Yeah, the, okay. the
2: rack has to has to dry for, six, I think it's 60 or 90 days, something like that. And, it, you know, it's it'll lose some water. So they'll, there'll be a slight change in the score, but usually not. Because there's not, blood
1: and fluid. Yeah. Don't forget, it's bone. So yeah. there's uh, marrow they, and there's okay. things there. So it's got to, all that has to... Evaporate or dehydrate and dry out.
4: See, uh, so if you don't know, ask well, man. It's, well, it, it's
2: really cool that Pennsylvania is allowing out-of-state, uh, you know, people to enter the draw. In Missouri, uh, with their elk hunt, it is it is a, a resident, resident only. only. yeah. I and do know they're that. actually having Missouri's having their first uh, first bear hunt in in decades and decades uh, this coming uh, spring. And again, it's a, a residence only.
1: Yeah. Well, this guy here, uh, he was smart enough to know that he needed to hire an outfitter uh, for his winning raffle hunt, and he chose these guys at Elk County Outfitters, which is in Altoona, Pennsylvania, which is between I love how they give me directions like, I'm going to know where the hell this is. Altoona. It's between uh, Sesquahonic State Forest and the Allegheny National Forest, so National forests on either side of them. In in the woods. Yeah, and it's surrounded by many state lands and state forests, so uh, why not go to that guy? Uh, They say it's a prime elk country producing massive bulls for plenty of hunters. There were enough 400 class bulls running around that that it wasn't a question of getting a 400-inch elk, but a matter of getting one over 400 that he wanted to get.
2: Nice. So
1: this 455-inch bull... Uh, the first day he's out there, and they're sitting in the woods. Now you talk about—we've all experienced this. Glenn's done it. You've probably done it. I know Tom's done it. Slick, I don't know because I don't know if he's ever done this. But you get out there your first day, you think, "I'm here for a week. I'm not going to shoot the first thing that comes out. I'm going to no. just hang out and sit here and do whatever." Yeah. How many times has Glenn been on this show? And he goes, "Oh, I had an eight point and a ten point go by me my first day in Illinois to shoot them. No." You ever see him again? No. <laughs> if I, if the the That's...
2: rule my rule is if I'd shoot it on the last day, I'll shoot it on the first You're day. You're
1: dang right. And you know what? If I get him on the first day, I'll spend the rest of the week shooting does. I don't care. But uh I'm so, of me, a fishing hole. So the first day he gets out there, they set up bree, 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 do some calling. And here comes this giant bellower, the four hundred and fifty five incher, literally on the first day, walks up eighteen yards away from this guy. <laughs> <laughs> with with about
2: 20 or 30 cows. Well, that that makes it tough because you, ca- you got all those eyes on you. Cannot get a shot. Is he hunting bow or, or rifle? Rifle. Okay.
1: 18 yards away, and he's like, dude, I could not make an ethical shot because these cows were herding up close to him. You know how those bulls are. They want them chicks right next to them. Where are you going? Oh, no, get your butt back over here. You know, and uh, that's the only time he'd, like, <laughs> leave – and he's right in the middle of all of them to make sure that no one's wandering. So he said, um, first day I'm there, here's my bull, 18 yards away, can't shoot it. So then what happens? He's gotta hunt it for the next several days because the first day he saw it after that, yeah. After no that, show. You,
2: you know exactly what's out there, and you're not gonna shoot a lesser bull. No.
1: <laughs> next day, no show. Frustry. Next day, no show. And uh of course, now he's got these four hundred classrooms that're looking at him, in the glass are going that's not your boy that's not your boy that's not your boy and so finally, after several days, seventy yards, this bull steps out into a lane where he could take a shot at it and drops him with a seven millimeter Dakota rifle, hundred and eighty grain burger bullet, knocked him straight down, boom bang, it's done uh, and uh, he said. Uh, it was one of the most frustrating hunts he'd ever been on. To see what you want on the first day, eighteen yards away, <laughs> and I can't do a thing. Yeah, that's about an art, that, eighteen that
2: yards. Would... That's an archery shot for us. <laughs> that well, that's
1: is... what he was saying. He's like, God, I wish I'd have brought my bow.
2: Frustrating,
4: you know. <laughs> but I'm
1: like, dude, if you can't make an ethical shot with a with a rifle, you're not gonna do it with a bow. You're not. You're not gonna do it with a bow. a no, bow because it's gonna pass sure. through at eighteen yeah, yards. Yeah, you know yeah, that. Yep. Yeah. So, but. Anyway, it goes on to say that Pennsylvania has produced no less than 19 elk in the Boone and Crockett books, including eight non-typicals, more than 400 inches. Wow. So, screw Colorado. I'd say put in for Pennsylvania. Bill George,
4: you know what you got to do, buddy? (laughs) Calling Bill George,
1: line one, line one, Bill George. Yeah, because he knows a lot of them, and he probably knows exactly where I'm talking about, but we'll see. Well, congratulations to uh, Mr. Kramer out of Washington. Could have himself the sixth biggest bull ever taken in the country. All right, we're going to take a break. It is a big and wild outdoors. Brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Stay right there. We'll be right back.
4: so castles made of sand, fall in the sea, eventually.
1: Welcome back, everybody. It's a big and wild outdoors. friend Gun, Vince Noble, Tumfrey, and Slick. We're uh, hanging out with you today on this uh, strange 9-11 day. Uh, just so you know, we're deep into, in case you you moved. You moved. You're away from Seminole now, didn't you? You're over oh, by the beach. Delaware you're close to the beach. Oh, dang you, man. We're right in the middle of Canadian goose season. Bardmore. right there. I know exactly where to go. Bro. That's what I'm saying. It's like, uh, man, you know this. It
4: started uh, September 4th through the 26th. Man, right here in this beautiful state of Florida. They used to come to my house. We could sit in the front. We could sit in my living room if we had a scope and a silencer. We could take it out right from my house. Well, you know, uh, uh, you know, daily bag limit of five.
1: So, uh, possession limit of 15. That's and, five apiece, Tommy.
4: And Bardmore doesn't work. We got to be like. You
1: could be on the. Uh, Hurry, run. Uh, you know what? That's where we need to bring Bill George so we know exactly what easement and an area that we can be in because that's county. Yeah. That's not city.
4: No, that's. Yeah, you're right. It is county.
1: So, there are some different rules when it comes to county than it does to come to city. How cool is to see it to be on the couch, mm-hmm. open it up the front door, just click, click? Dunk. Yeah, that'd be fine uh quickly approaching don't forget September 25th through October 17th is the first uh season of dove here in the state of Florida so uh that's the first phase September 25th through October 17th then we go November 13th through December 5th and December 19th through January 31st uh, daily bag limit of 15 possession limit of 45 i want to get over where vince's old hood used to be and <laughs> Whack the crap out of some Canadian geese. And there are some be... big boys out there, too. <clears throat> and they're residents, so they yeah. just hang out and do that. I, you know what? I'm going to have to call somebody. I'm seriously, because if, if I remember correctly, we were told that if they flew over areas that where it was legal to shoot in Pinellas County, like, say, you know, the top of Tampa Bay, those certain areas over there. Right. That... News Channel Eight and the FWC doesn't like me to talk about because then duck hunters show up and start killing ducks where it's <laughs> totally legal, but all the people get all okay, miffy. Muscovies. They're all miffy. Well, if Muscovies show up, then uh, you can take as many as them as you want. They're non-native species. Wipe them out. Do what, what you gotta if, do. What if we got one of those like net
4: guns? When we like <laughs> the net goes over and gets the goose.
1: And say you work for who? Uh, yes, uh, I'm a biologist for the. Uh, Philippine University, and we're, a Big
3: and Wild uh, yeah. Conservation Act. Of, there you go. <laughs> I like the way you Big
1: think. and Wild Conservation Act of 2021. We're out here to rescue these things. Well, why is it? We're, we're gonna, gonna relocate. <laughs> we're, gonna,
2: we're gonna relocate them. That's right. Relocate <laughs> them from here to, to the belly. Grill. That's, <laughs>
1: that's the word you have to use. That's the primary word. Relocation to my belly. I'm just relocating them. They're not gonna be hurt. Don't worry about it. It'll be a swift and. T- <laughs> then it'll all, be it'll all be done. It'll be great. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. So uh anyway, just in case you were you were wondering. Uh do I have to say congratulations or I say uh condolences to your uh yeah. to your nomination and victory? Uh let me let me give you a little back talk here. If for those who don't know or don't follow Vince on his social media page, uh his show, Living the Water Life on Carbon T V, they were nominated uh, for what is it? For, like, best of worst? Be- best, or? best fishing
4: moment and best uh, cinematography. Okay. Well, congratulations. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, so, I mean, we got nominated twice. So two you th- were
1: nominated. Yeah. And so uh, the voting ended on whe- Wednesday, uh, Thursday? Uh, last week. We, yeah,
4: I think Wednesday, last Wednesday. So was. how did you climb? So it, we did really well. I mean, first off, you know, I got to say thank you all the fans that voted. And it was just that would really, be me. really cool to be nominated for two two awards you know they had a lot of categories you know 2019 we were voted the best uh new show of 2019 so that was kind of cool and then to be nice. you know nominated for these two awards great shows out there everybody that you put in and got nominated really quality stuff unfortunately we didn't get any none, none. you didn't win at all no nah, i mean it's it's but you know what i mean even when they, though you're best friends with the president of the channel, what the hell? I who? love Julie McQueen. <laughs> I love her. Julie's awesome. I mean, I, I, acts, I do have a very good relationship with Julie. I mean, for her to be the president of a network that I can pick up my phone right now and call her, and she 99% of the time will pick up, if not, calls me back within 15 minutes. And says, stop calling me? No. Well, she put a restraining order. Again. <laughs> well, <there you> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I just could just no, say. But uh, it's just cool to be part. Of. I mean, I'm only in my third season on the show. Wow. So season three, I mean, we're being nominated for awards. So season four, watch out!
2: You got your feet under you, You figured right. it out now. Now the sky's the limit.
4: Well, we're actually going to be doing some changes. You know, Captain Greg, myself, and uh, Erica, my co-host. You know, we were doing a lot of the podcasting stuff and filming parts of the show and then putting them in the the, the video cast. We're going to go back to like season one was. We're going to start hitting different cities and old school bait shops and doing stories on these old school bait shops and getting back out. More into the community and doing more things on video out instead of the studio yeah. kind of dealio. Well,
1: you guys, I will say this: I don't know if your brother was still doing the camera work or whatever, but you guys have always had really good film and editing. I know right. that I know Diego was helping you there for yeah, a Diego while and did a and, great job and did a great job with that one. So uh, you know the filming part of it, I can see you. You've always had a, I, maybe that's because of your radio background as well, but it seems to help with your editing and. Knowing what to go and what to get rid of and what to keep and all that kind I, of stuff. I started so. like
4: with the podcast. I did all the editing I've done, and the whole video editing. I, I you're right. Doing the making of the commercials or editing the radio rejects and figuring out where to cut and how to make it sound good. It, it has helped in the world of editing, and, yeah. and I'm just getting better every time. You know, as a host, I'm getting better there as well. I'm being in front of the camera and having people like Erica. No, nah, that's still that's still needs I still have a face for radio, I yeah, get it. No, but nah, you just suck at it. That's all that. bite me. You're my teacher. You're no, my you're my Obi wan no, 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 you You're my Obi Wan. Don't tell me, so. <laughs> me on that, Yoda. Don't tell me on that. But it was just cool, man. And just to be part of that, that carbon family and and knowing that they're there for us and they're nominating us and it just makes makes a guy feel warm and fuzzy inside. But I ain't gonna lie, the other night I was all like I want a beer. I want some Reese's peanut butter cup. You were depressed over
1: that? Yeah. A little bit. I understand. A little bit. Uh, And speaking of that, have you already started filming? You went on a fishing trip the other, what, a couple weeks ago? A couple
4: weeks back. We went offshore about 90 miles. That was a filming?
1: That was a filming for an episode?
4: No, that was actually one of the pieces that were nominated for Best in the Photography. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, we went offshore 90 miles. We were going after the American Red Snapper. We slayed it. Absolutely. I know you hate that word. Absolutely slayed it. Yeah, we came back with a boat. It did so well that
1: I never saw one fillet of red snapper, which you know is my favorite fish I, in the ocean. You know, they just went really quick.
4: Yeah, that seems to so
2: I weird. Do have some red grouper. Did you get some time? Did yeah, you get well, any? I was just, I was just going to say, I've, I, if you if you need a couple of packs, I can donate to the cause because I, I got a friend. I got, I got a ton. I got
4: red grouper in the freezer. Come on, damn worm I don't over. want no, no worm grouper.
2: <laughs> I want
3: snook. Who's got snook? Yeah, you call the FWC. They won't let you. Yeah. Uh, I, I know an FWC guy. The only the
1: last person to touch a dead snook uh, didn't fillet it. That would be Bill George. I think he found one on the beach somewhere uh, during Red Tide. I think the one and only dead red snook that made it on every single news channel in the area for somehow, some way. It's kind of like the Goliath grouper. The only one in the entire world that died made it on every network across the United States. Of course. Of course, hundred pound fish picked up by a front end loader. Look how monstrous well, the red tide. Well, we actually went
4: out during the when the red tide was really bad. There was fish everywhere. You know, Eric and I, we jumped on the boat, and you caught. Oh, I caught what? And you caught. Oh, we didn't. We did We tried to f- nothing. <laughs> nothing was
2: bad. I, no, yeah. I, I, I went out uh, when in the middle of the. The, the worst of the peak of the red tide and how many tarpon did you see we went we well we were we went uh, red snapper fishing but we were about ninety miles offshore so you know we we slayed them
4: yeah. we were in the bay just tooling around in the bay i i saw at least three six foot tarpon just
2: i you know a coffee pot bayou uh, over by me was just i uh, you know i've seen i've lived in florida all my life and i've seen fish kills but yeah. i have never seen a fish kill like what i saw in coffee pot bayou. I
1: don't know. I think the freeze of the 80s, man, was the was the worst one I ever saw. Seriously. I mean, we had dead stuff everywhere in our canal for a long time. But you know what? The snook fishing was tremendous.
4: I, you know, now I want to go fishing. Man. I want a snook. <laughs> this is my fishing
3: time.
1: You could get up on Gino's dock, throw a nine-foot cast net, and catch about 50 snook in one shot. You're not supposed to use a cast net there, buddy boy. It was legal back then, bro. Oh, back in the stone 80s, ages? Yeah. yeah, stone ages. I said 80s, fool. Oh, you're old as dirt. We got to take a break. Dirt? I- Is that old? I don't think so. I got dirt beat by about 10 years. Will you give Brooksy some love and let's go on break, please? Hi, Brooksy. You're love jerk. you.
4: Sponsored by Brandon it's, Ford,
2: maybe. What? I thought you going to It's, it's do an that. honor to watch you, radio professionals, work. <laughs> Let me just tell you that. You know what? <laughs> I remember my first time in radio.
1: Is this the first time?
0: Congratulations.
1: It might be. Okay. My we second. Take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Maybe. I don't know. Hi, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Thank you so much for joining us today on this beautiful Saturday. It is 9-11. Let us not forget, but let us keep on keeping on. Yes. I think that would be a good thing. Can I help you? Vince Noble here sitting to my right, farther on down the road there. We got Mr. Tom Free also filling in uh, today, and then Slick over on the other side of glass, and then we got Tom on the phone. Can you push that uh, top yeah, button there on I the right-hand side? Yeah, don't hang up on him. This one. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Just push it. There I you know. go. Tom, are you there, Tommy.
0: Tommy. Yeah, it says you Tom. Said Tom.
1: It says Tom. Slick said your said name is Tom.
4: Wow. Okay. <laughs> hi, Mr. Happy. How are you?
3: <laughs> your first day on radio? Uh, your first chance on live For your radio? Yeah, first
4: time. How are you? Who is this? First time
1: caller, long time listener. How yeah. can I help you? Yeah. Oh, uh,
3: this is a guy that's standing in Bluntstown right now.
1: Oh, you mean John,
3: okay, not we got Tom. to learn to enunciate when we talk, people. What? I know we're in
0: the South, and we've, re- <laughs> we've eliminated <laughs> syllables. Yes,
1: well, yeah, that's my bad, Tom. Saying, I'm wow, oh, John. I'm so sorry. How
0: smoothly it's going. Well,
1: well, <laughs> those J's sound a lot
0: like T's. Oh my lord! You got to
3: open your mouth. That's it. It's it's a yeah, oh, ah sound. John, John. Oh, that's that's
1: <laughs> not great. like
0: Tommy.
3: Uh, yeah.
0: yeah it, it, my it. bad, John. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah. So what's going up there in b Town?
0: Oh, I'm loving standing out here in this 75 degree, no humidity. Looking at a deer 150 yards off the back porch, yeah, life's pretty good right now. you having
1: a rough day there, buddy, aren't you? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, uh, what is that supposed to do for me? I mean, seriously, you got a deer standing 150 yards away from me, about $900 away. So, well, I got a buggy
0: that's 20 yards from me that's got... Uh, corn all in the back of it that I'm going to go fill feeders up that
4: Wait, all eventually these- one
0: of these days that you cross the bridge I could get you up here to shoot a hog underneath But, but
1: I, you know. I can't they keep they keep building bridges there I'm trapped here I'm trapped on Pinellas County I can't go anywhere I can't go down south they got the Skyway Howard Franklin Gandy I mean uh, seriously even if you go up north I mean I got to go Bayside Bridge or I got to go over that little one on US-19 it's just it's, it's, it's a nightmare
0: Tom knows somebody with a helicopter. will fix it.
1: Wait a minute. Is there a bridge on uh, Alternate 19? Can I go to Seminole and then take Alternate 19 no, all the way uh, I thought there's a bridge up there by the uh, by golf tarp- course. By Tarpon. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm screwed. screwed.
4: Yeah, I'm screwed. <laughs> 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 hey, what are you doing at one o'clock, man? You can be done working at one o'clock. Why are you talking to him about one o'clock? Cause that's when the Gators I'm play. I'm hoping that
0: I'm going to be on the road coming back home.
4: Why are you going to do that?
1: That's uh, that's when the Gators are going to be on. Huh? Aren't you going to delay oh. your trip?
0: Oh, I'll be listening to it. Oh, okay.
2: See, Wait, why why well, are you I'm looking gonna, at me like that, Braden? Did you hear what, uh, you know, I'm my alma mater, Presbyterian College, of course the mightiest mascot in college football, the Blue Hose. <laughs> Our quarterback uh, last weekend said an FCS uh, – touchdown pass record he threw 10 touchdown I, passes in a game to, to himself yep Yeah. He <laughs> 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 there's only two guys on the team yep. no he uh, he threw <laughs> 10 and then the backup came in and threw two more so what? they ended up winning 84 to 43 are you kidding and, and with 12 total touchdown passes on, like them, a on our side three no division a division one division one
0: seriously uh, yeah
2: set a new Dude. fcs record
0: well, Go and, Blue Hose. Uh, what top Warner team were they playing? That's what yeah, I was Yeah, really.
2: It was, uh, I think it was St. Mary's School of the Blind and Deaf.
0: <laughs> well, my, uh, <laughs> my
2: my son, uh, JV, we got the first victory
1: for St. Pete High this past week. He uh, They beat, uh, they beat Countryside 24-16 and uh, did a really good job. They, well, he played extremely well. Loved it. Coach gave him nothing but praise.
2: That's and awesome. He didn't have to run any gassers.
1: Uh, no, but they did conditioning Uh, yesterday, so uh, I said, oh, conditioning days are fun. He's like, no, no truth, false. (laughs) That's what he wrote me back. So, anyway, you're getting everything geared up. When is hunting season going to start officially up there in Bunstown for deer?
0: Oh, hunting season for deer is October the 23rd is when archery starts.
1: Okay. Up there. And
0: I've got my first pig hunters coming in October the 4th. That's so, right around the corner.
1: Game on! Yeah, that is right around the corner. God, where's this year go? It's, uh, who, it's cares? <laughs> who cares? Fast. Who
2: cares? Archery yeah. season in Missouri starts on uh, September. Are you 15th. going? Fifteenth. Eventually, I will. Yep. Oh, and uh, some good news. Uh, my uh, property manager had his last chemo treatments yesterday, so we're going to keep the prayers going that uh, he's that, all good. The, the test results and scans come back in a couple of weeks that he's good. If he, if they they're either going to put him on medication to try to keep him in remission or decide that he has to have a full stem cell transplant so yeah, we're yeah, just we're just praying that uh, things come out good for him. That just sounds so itchy. So throw so if you have a minute, uh you know, throw some uh, good uh, vibes uh Dave uh, Dave Hines's way. Yeah.
1: Well, uh. you know what I was going to tell you that the 13th of uh November I think is the night of the uh one of the super moons that all the experts say is going to be like the best hunting week. And I know in Missouri, that's usually just before the hunt uh, for rifle season. Uh, uh, the fifteenth, the thir- uh, I think rifle season
2: November starts uh, the thirteenth. was it thirteenth through the twenty third? I want to say. Yeah,
1: so uh, that's usually that full moony thing. uh usually happens around then. And uh, this year is supposed to be the super uh, hunter, you know, death moon or something uh, coming up in. Uh, yeah, coming up in uh, on the thirteenth. I'll give you more oh, details bro. next week. Well, Jonathan, stay warm up there. It's 70-something degrees. Let's you could die of hypothermia. <laughs>
0: well, all, all I can say is in honor of the day that it is, and it's something that I've lived by since that this day happened 20 years ago, let's roll, boys. Yeah, yeah let's they roll, man. Know. Well, be uh, be
1: careful. It'll be safe out there, and uh, I guess we'll see you next weekend. Thanks, guys.
0: All right, man. Well, see you buddy. later. See Bye.
1: Take it easy. He's up there, of course, in Bluntstown. That's the only reason why he can actually say it's 70-something degrees. God, I just, I just, I want it to be that cold here. I'm waiting. I haven't heard anything. I've heard, I heard, like I said an hour ago, I, mean, I heard mention of cold go, front, go, and then all go, of a sudden, go, go <laughs> right
2: down the, go right down Fourth Street to restore Hyper Wellness and do one of those cryotherapy treatments. Uh, nope. Then feel the cold. That's Dude, too cold.
1: Don't they? Uh Isn't there one of those there on Gandy, right there? Yeah, there's a couple uh, of them. San Martin, there, uh, corner of San Martin and Gandy.
2: It used to be, I think that one closed down. I I almost
1: want to try it, just to try it.
2: Oh, dude, it's awesome! I do it for my back. Three minutes at negative uh, 233 degrees. How do they
1: do that? How do you not turn into a popsicle?
2: It's uh, you know, it's fun.
1: Well, we'll have to keep that story for later. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Thanks, Slick. Appreciate it.
3: Yeah, I'm sorry about the music. I've been dealing with other things. I know you have.
1: (laughs) I know that shirt's very distracting. So we're
3: going to take a break. No, we're going to go home. No, we're going to take a break.
1: We'll see you next week. We got our week off, week off break. It's all good. And uh, we'll see you guys. Have a great weekend. Remember, just keep at it and uh, never Never. forget, okay? It is 9-11. You know what it means. We'll see you next Saturday.